Praise God. Amen. Man, that brother can sing, man. I ain't, I ain't never met him before. <laughs> Praise God. My name is Robert Bell. I'm the pastor of the Life Church Milwaukee campus. And um, just want to give praises to God. Honor to our senior pastor, Pastor Aaron Cole, his wife, my other leader, Pastor Ryan, and his wife, Amanda. And um, I just got great news for everybody. September 10th, we're going to two services in Milwaukee. And so I just ask everybody, you know, keep us in prayer. This ain't, it's not easy, you know. I thought being a pastor was easy, but it ain't. <laughs> Amen. But the title of my message today, My Life for His Life, The Flow of Christ. You understand? And Jesus said, just by believing, springs of living water will flow from within us. And, and your, in your life today, is there a flow? You, you see Christ flowing in your life. God is calling us to do more in this generation to bless it and to the next through the body of Christ for the purpose of salvation to Christ. But this is going to take us, like Pastor Ryan said, us as individuals and as a church to come to the end of ourselves, meaning give our whole heart to God to complete this assignment. Let us pray. Father, we love you. We give you honor and glory and praise. God, today, God, I pray for the spirit of Lydia. You open up her heart to receive the word that Paul had for change. And I just pray, God, open up every heart to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In Jesus' name, amen. And I just want y'all to know, before I came, like months before I came to Life Church, God had called me and my wife. I was, used to be, I was pastoring at Teen Challenge, and God had called me and my wife to uh, Arkansas. So we flew down there. A pastor was, they was looking for a pastor. We went to Helena, West Helena. And I'm telling you, we went down there, it was, it was just like, just God picking me up and putting me somewhere. I was like, and me and my wife were scared, young pastor, still young, but we was down there, and I'm just telling you, we knew, we, I was spooked. I'm serious. But me and my wife, we were, we had came to the end of ourselves. My wife had just lost her mother to cancer. Well, not at the time. She, she was real sick at the time. So just imagine God tell you to up and your mother's sick from cancer and tell you I'm going to take your. But he was just showing us our heart for him. We had came to the end of ourselves. We were sitting in the hotel room. And we said to each other, we was like, let your will be done. Man, our hotel room was so quiet. She was sitting there. I was sitting in the bed, man. I was like this. Please, God. But we just kept saying, I looked at my wife, I said, his will be done. And she repeated it, even in her pain. Main point one, the flow of Christ. Matthew 16, 25, Matthew writes, he said, for whoever will save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And Jesus was talking to his disciples about coming to the, to the how important it is to come to the end of themselves for what they were about to do. You can't have traces of your old life if you want to be effective. You got to come to the end of yourself. It's the only way we can change the world effectively. And here's a couple of quotes, and I quote, when we, come to the end of, when we come to the end of itself, when we come to the end of self, we come to the beginning of Christ. That was Charles Sturgeon. And I quote again, what feels like the end is often the beginning. I'm telling you, for me to give up my old life, it was like, oh, but I am so glad. He who loses his life for me 
for me. It, it stuck out to me in this verse. See, not identifying for me in our text puts a strict, a restriction on the, the Holy Spirit flowing in your life. It, it, you know, he who lays down his life, and I used to just read it like just giving up my life, but I never saw for me in there. You got to catch that. That is very important in that verse. I, 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 my life was constantly just going in circles because I never saw for me in that verse. I used to get, uh, do things because I wanted my mama to be proud of me or I wanted to get back with this, my, my, this girl I had. I was messed up going in and out of treatment centers. But my, my mind was in the wrong place. So I never experienced the flow of Christ in its totality because I didn't see the for me in that verse. When one gives up their life for Christ Jesus, meaning for the purpose and the purpose, for the person and the person, purpose of Christ, then you will see the fruit of the Spirit coming forth in your life, and it will be fruit that will last. You, you'll be effective in this generation and in the next, because God is preparing. See, that's why we got to come to the end of ourselves, because what we do now is going to affect the next generation. But you got to recognize the for me. You got to fall in love with him. You will affect this generation for Christ until the next. And, and, and right now in Team Challenge, I say you, 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 fruit, it would be fruit that will last, John 15. And that's just helping you to understand that when I was in Team Challenge, I, I was a student. And in Team Challenge and an adult, adult in Team Challenge, it's a, it's a faith-based program for alcohol and drug problems. And they don't teach nothing, but they think that alcohol and drugs problem is a sin. So it's like a ministry school. And I, I was a student, went to intern, went to staff, and became a pastor there. Oh, you can give God glory. Amen. I heard y'all don't clap here. Y'all clap. Amen. <laughs> but, but I just want you to understand, I was so effective there, and I say this humbly, because I, I came to the end of myself there. When I came to their program, I had both feet in, my mind was made up, and that's what took it was just a flow of Christ in my life. Doors started opening and ministry school. And it was just a flow and I came to the end of myself. So when I, when I left uh, Teen Challenge, and I'm talking about even to this day, I don't even know them students. I just stopped by there. Hey, Pastor Robert. And I've been gone there seven years. What I'm trying to tell you is, is it's fruit that will last. I don't even know these students. They come up to me. But it's the flow of Christ. It takes courage and boldness to give up yourself to the person of Christ and a purpose greater than yourself in this generation and to the next because the one who follows Jesus must deny themselves of all ambitions and desires and rights. And like I told you, I, didn't, I used to just get saved without knowing for me. I just got, I used to just go on a program, okay, cool, stay there for a couple of days, or, I mean, you know, everybody kind of know my story, I was in and out of prison, and just God just, my life was just in a, because I didn't reckon I was getting saved a hundred times, a hundred times, and, 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 and I never saw the constant flow in Christ in my life, and God showed me that there's an ignorance when it comes to the cross, and it comes to water baptism. When you come to the cross, we come, we come emotionally to the cross and, and, and for certain things, but the cross was designed for and water baptism was designed for a person who has come to the end of himself. The Holy Spirit showed me that. 
I said, you got to understand that. That's why your life don't have a consistent flow because you got your mind on something else. But when you come to the cross, the cross is made and the water baptism, they symbolize it. The death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and you identify yourself with that. You come to the cross and saying, Lord, I, I exchanged my life for yours. I've come to the end of myself, but too many people come to the cross and they mind ain't even made up yet. They just, it's just the moment. But the cross of Christ and water baptism is designed for someone who has come to the end of himself. You got to understand what the spirit is saying today. So that's why Jesus said, count the cost. Don't just come to me any type of way because God want to flow in our lives. It, 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 it takes courage and boldness to give up yourself for the person of Christ and the purpose greater than yourself in this generation and to the next because the one who follows Jesus must deny himself of all of his ambitions and desires and rights. You've been bought at a price. This is the mindset. Psalms 37.4 said, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And, and when I first heard this verse, I, was, I thought it was personal desires. I thought it was personal desires, but it's the desires he put in your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. There's stuff that God put inside of you for his purpose, but they only come forth when you come to the end of yourself. You have to understand what the Spirit is saying to the church today. God needs us individually and as a church to come to the end of ourselves so we can make a better impact in this generation. Proverbs 19, 21, it said, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And this verse is talking to a person also who has denied themselves for God's kingdom purposes to go forth in this generation into the next. The, all these verses, we be taking them personal. Even when we read the Bible, we take it personal. It's just about us. Lord, I want you to bless. But, but all the books in the New Testament, you see them, they was wrote to churches. It wasn't personal. It, gets, it starts off personal relationship, but it gets bigger than you. It gets bigger than you. God showed me part of knowing an individual who has come to the end of themselves for the, for the person of Christ and the purpose greater than themselves in this generation and to the next. You can hear it in their verbiage. You can hear it in their verbiage. Every time they talk, they, always, they can be doing something. Then you'd be like, man, I'll see you next week. And they say, if the Lord's will. It's God's purpose. It's the Lord's will. You should have that verbiage. Because that's a, that's a part of, that's the verbiage of someone who has come to the end of himself. That's why it's important to say it's, if it's the Lord's will. I'm, I'm reminded of Jesus uh, uh, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane when, when uh, he was about to die and he, he was like, Lord, take this cup away from me. But all of a sudden he just said, not my will. Your will be done. It's the verbiage of a person who has come to the end of himself. I just told you when we was in uh, Arkansas, that's what me and my wife said to each other. And listen, the, the, the feeling was still there. I still was scared, and, but I spoke this. And I'm telling you, in this generation, you got to start speaking life. You got to start speaking. Oh, you can give God a hand clap. You can, let's give God some praise. Amen. Come on, just in case somebody sleep. Come on, let's wake them. Come on. Let's keep it going. Come on, give them some praise in this place. 
He's been good to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's my culture. We like to clap. Look, for some reason. Hallelujah. And I'm reminded of Paul when he said in Galatians 2, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives through me. That's the, that's the verbiage of a person who has come to the end of himself. Philippians 1.13, Paul writes, he said, so that it has become known throughout the whole province of imperial guard and to the rest that I, I, my imprisonment is for Christ. They, here's a guy that his imprisonment was for Christ. This is letting us know that he had came to the end of himself. We got to understand that. And when John the Baptist said, I, I must decrease so he may increase, these are the words of a man who, who came to the end of himself. Because it's what starts the flow of Christ in your life. Because you got to understand, Paul, John had to do that. He was a part of the Old Testament. He had, to, it, he had to get out of the way. That's why he went to prison. It seized him because the Old Covenant was done. That's why he didn't even know why he went to prison. But it was because the Old Covenant was done. And he said, man, look, I may decrease that he may increase. And, and, it was, it, it, and the reason why he said that, because right after that, Christ became greater. It was a flow that went through the ministry because he was out of the way. And it, but I must decrease that he may increase. It just shows that he came to the end of himself. These were men who came to the end of himself and look at their impact on the world. We have to die. In order to live and truly live for somebody else. Mary Magdalene, when she thought she was talking to the gardener in the tomb after Jesus' resurrection. Remember that? She was sitting at the tomb crying because she thought somebody had stole the body. But this is, this is what she said. She said, she talking was the gardener. She said, show me where you put his body and I'll go get it. That's, that's the... That's the verbiage of someone who has come to the end of himself. And that women, that's for y'all. That shows you the strength of a woman. She said she was, going, she was willing to go pick up the body of Jesus and bring him back. Just show me where you put I'll go get him. She was at the end of herself. Jeremiah 29, 11 helped me understand that I had to come to the end of myself to unlock my potential for the flow of Christ to happen in my life. Because he said, I know the plans I have for you. That takes you to come to the end of yourself. For this plan to, that God has for your life to be effective, not just to unlock uh, your potential, but to be effective potential, to make change everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, somebody should know you've been there. And I quote, the graveyard is full of Christ followers who never came to the end of themselves, were giving their whole heart to God to reach their full potential through Christ Jesus. End of the quote. Robert Bell. God gave me that quote. <laughs> Amen. But it's sad. It's graveyard full of people, Christ followers, not, not just people of the world that die with their talents and their gifts and all that. But it's, it's, it's the graveyard is full of Christ followers who, who never came to the end of themselves, never, didn't leave a print in the world. Just, I love Jesus. And, and when I was in Teen Challenge, I, I saw a lot of those type of students that never came to the end of themselves. And we get the call that they die, women and men but had the opportunity to, to, to know Christ better and come to the end of themselves, but never, never did that. And, and there's some of you in here today that God was showing me, that gave me this message for you. You got to come to the end of yourself if you want to see your marriage better or 
your kids better because anoint it'll flow. But God's just waiting on you. Main point two, the flow of Christ. And uh, um, it's the same point. I thought somebody was going to catch that. Did anybody catch that? Show of hands. Anybody catch that? <laughs> it's because I wanted to, to, to resonate. I wanted to get it in your heart, you know, um, because that's, this is what you want. You want streams of living water to flow from your life. You know, I don't want to just be, Christ followers ain't got no business being ordinary. We make a dent in the world. We make a dent. We leave a mark. And I quote by Martin Luther. He said, God is a God who makes things out of nothing. And until we become nothing, he is not able to make anything out of us. Look at everybody. Ooh, yeah. Y'all know Martin Luther. Look, yeah. He's not able to do nothing. You have to come to the end of yourself. There's a Christ following the scriptures that I, I want to expose today that allow Christ to flow in his life and flow in and through his life due to him coming to the end of himself in this life for his life, meaning Christ. And it was Abraham. It was Abraham. He, he came to the end of himself so that Christ can flow in his life and through his life. And we're still a part of that seed to this day. That seed is still bearing because he came to the end of himself. Christ came through Abraham's family line. And this is important to understand that Christ came through his family line because God needed a body. Jesus needed a body. Because to live here on earth, you, you are legal if you don't got a body. <laughs> you can say what you want to say. You know, you got weird people like that. But, but he needed a body. So he came to Abraham and was like, I want to use your vessel to bring my son into the world. So this was very important. You got to understand that, that the body of Jesus was so important when we take the bread because he can identify with us. But, but God came to Abraham with the promise that he would bring his son, Jesus Christ, through his family line. But it wasn't clear to Abraham at the time. But it's what the text is saying, and I'm going to read it to you. Now you can, you kind of like what Paul was saying in, in Galatians. He was like, God, God was talking to, to Abraham and his seed when he gave this promise in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. So when you read it, you can read it, him talking to Abraham, and you can see him talking to his son. God was behind the scenes in this verse. And so, and, and this is our covenant as well. Genesis 12, 1. He said, no, the Lord said to, now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land I will show you. And I will make of, of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And in him, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And, and in you and through you, this is the amplified version, Take, talking about the flow of Christ. Through, all, through the families of all generations. He said, all families of the earth will be blessed, will, shall be blessed in and through you. And, and here it is. It's talking about the flow of Christ. I just want y'all to say, we, stay, we in context. The flow of Christ. He said, in and through you, I want to bless all the families of the earth. And so the first step that Abraham had to do with coming to the end of himself, he had to separate himself from his family and friends. And I just want y'all to understand that, that our family was just loaned to us. Everybody belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. But sometimes we take ownership with family. 
We put up with too much stuff from our kids and all that stuff because we took ownership. But God, everything belongs to God. And some of us need to separate from some of the family members we hang with. God had made, because you can't never get to the end of yourself in, in that, that with certain people in your family or your friends or in the place you are. Some of y'all need to get up and move to the, just get up in the place you are and move around. Because it's a part of you coming to the end of yourself. You see, God did that right away. And that's what I did when, when God called me. I was in Teen Challenge. He said, he took me from right here because my neighborhood was affecting me. And God was like, come on. And, and my family because everybody was in, you know, in the gang and all that type of stuff. And God took me and put me in a place. It was just me and him. And some of us just got to get from where we are. Even at work, some of us in the wrong crowds at work. But you got to be bold enough for him and be like, I'm over here now. I'm over him now. God will bless Abraham and Sarah in their old age. I like the piano. Where the piano at? I like the piano at this time. Because I'm on a roll right now. I do this in Milwaukee. They be running up with it. Amen. But, but God would bless Abraham and Sarah in their old age. And he came to them when they was, he was 75, she was 65. And then he, the, the promise he did, she was important. So uh, 25 years later, he's 100, she's 90. God blessed him with a son, and his name was Isaac. And Jesus would come through this family line because he needed a body. He would, he would come through this family line, but God blessed him at an old age with a child. But Sarah didn't have Isaac right away supernaturally because God was bringing Abraham and Sarah to the end of themselves. You got to understand that. First, before starting the lineage of Christ. And I just want you to understand that she didn't have a baby right away. Oh, okay. Hey, don't do that. I still got shot. I got, I'm still in shock. Okay. Give him another hand clap. Amen. But, but they didn't have a baby right away. And it was for a reason. Because God had to bring them to the end of themselves. They were blessed. Yeah, you get saved. Listen, when you get saved, your soul don't get saved. Your spirit man gets saved. The part of you that's made in God's image and likeness. That, 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 that your spirit gets saved, but the soul of a man don't get saved, meaning your mind, your emotions, and your own will. That's why we have to line them up. That's why we're saying, not my will, your will be done. When you do that, your will transfers. It, the, constantly, the, the more you work the word and speak the word in your life, your, your soul begins to turn. Paul said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is what he's talking about. It don't get saved. Yeah, God spoke to them a promise, but he had to still bring them to the end of themselves. They still had to die to their desires and their ambitions and their ways. So God took them a long way. It was 25 years. Think about that. Because sometimes we are, we are guessing, try to guess about why 25 years. It's because God had to bring them to the end of themselves. Because God ain't going to bring his son through no crazy people. There's too many wounded Christians. 
because you won't allow God to heal you. You just like church every Sunday. You just like to yeah, praise God. God loves you and all that, but you hurt. As soon as you leave the church, you go back, you wounded. Come in praising God, leave up out of here wounded. And this is why the spirit of Christ can't flow through you. And that's why I said his life for your life, because he, he was wounded for our transgression. You got to trade so you can be whole. That's what that, his wounds were for, so you can identify him that he took on my wounds so that I can be healed. And this is what helps us to be healthy Christians, Christ followers. Because it ain't nothing like trying to help somebody and you, you messed up. They, can't, they won't see your flow. So God had to take Abraham and Sarah the long way. That's what the 25 years were, were all about because God would not let his son flow through people that were messed up. Abraham and Sarah had to die to some old hurts and wounds and to their culture, and to their culture. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Miles Monroe said this. He said, whoever gets stuck in their own culture would never fly high. So I want you to understand that. It's greater than white. It's greater than black. It's greater than Hispanic, Asian. You get stuck in your own culture. We can't, we can't fulfill the Great Commission. Think about it. You, but, you, but to understand John 3, 16 clearly, you got to come to the end of yourself. I see white people clearly with love. I see Asian people clearly. You can't get stuck in your own culture. We got a Great Commission. But it takes you to come to the end of yourself. Because that's the only way you can see it. You can see it clearly. Abraham and Sarah had to die so that Christ could flow through their lives. And after Sarah died, I just want you to understand this. Even God blessed them with a child and all that. But even after Sarah died the flow of Christ was still going on in Abraham's life. Because I thought when God opened up her womb, because her womb was good as dead, she couldn't have children. So God waited today was straight dead so he can get all the glory. But even after she died, Abraham was still having children. <laughs> he got married again. Follow my context. It's the flow of Christ. He was a man who came to the end of himself and his wife came to the end of herself in this life. But the flow of Christ was still flowing. He was still having children. Genesis 24:1. Moses writes, now, now Abraham was old and well advanced in years and the Lord had blessed him in all things. Abraham had the flow of Christ in his life. He was coming to the end of his life, and the Bible said God had blessed him in all things. And, and most of the time, we think of material things. But he was walking around full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control flowing through his life. The Spirit of Christ, was, God had blessed him in all, way, all his ways. That's what the Bible says. And I don't want to leave here this earth wounded. I want to be whole. And it starts now. We be thinking about heaven when we get to glory. Listen, this, this power starts now. Your wholeness starts now. You ain't got to wait till you get to glory. The Holy Spirit is working now. And this is the only way he can flow in your life. If you decide to let him heal you. 
Even after Abraham's death, Christ was still flowing in his life, and God used his name to describe himself. That's how powerful Abraham was. God used his name to describe himself to, to, the, to the next generations after him. He not only affected his generation, but he was affecting the generations after him. And then this is how God did it. He used his name, Exodus 3, 6, Moses writes. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And, that, and Moses knew. God was like, Moses is tripping. But here is God. You, you think God can use your name to introduce himself? For generations to come, the flow of Christ was, he and, and Abraham, dead and gone. And God was still using his name. Abraham came to the end of himself to bless his generation and generations to come. Look, y'all, we're looking at our world today. I'm constantly in the streets in Milwaukee. There's murder and all type of stuff happening. But I'm telling you, I, I've come to the end of myself. And when you come to the end of yourself, you don't see things the way other people see it. You don't, death don't take on you like that. You just go out there and make a difference. The reason why it's important to get out there and make a difference is because uh, uh, God is counting on us. We're the body of Christ. We're his hands. We're his feet. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's chaotic in Milwaukee. But wherever you are, in your household, it can be your family. Think about it. But God waiting on you to die so he can flow in your household. And God blessed Abraham. Second service, get more, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got to be timing. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. And I gave me your word, Lord. And I just pray for the spirit of Lydia in Acts 16 when Paul came. It said that Paul was preached the gospel to her. And, and it said that God opened up her heart to receive the word. And she was effective. She, was, she persuaded Paul them to stay with her. That word persuaded. That's what happens when you open your heart for God. Your life becomes persuasive. There's no doubt that you belong to God. And I pray, God, that today that we all, God, as a church, because when one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. So as a church, God, we come to the end of ourselves so that the spirit of Christ can flow through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.